Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. My name is Gunnar and I'm joined this week by Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi, Gunnar. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. No Peter this week. He uh, spilled a pint of cider on his, on his laptop. Not only messing. I think it was. I think it was water. He said, um, "Must have been when that uh, Dundee United goal went in, just in in the rage that he dropped that on his laptop." Uh, hopefully, he'll be back with us next week. And uh, it's just the two of us this week, right? I'm gonna go straight into my team. Um, as you can tell, I've also not paid for the ad ad free version just yet. Uh, so, two more seconds. I've had 68 points overall. I've had Gordon in goal, who got me six points. Tavernier, captain, 14 points. McGinn, six. Ralston, two points. Ramsey, two points as well. McGrath, seven points. Vice-captain Boyle for 14. Turnbull, two. Abada, eight. Nisbet, one. And Boyce for six. What about you, Tom? Uh, I got a total of 59 points. Uh, Clark and goal got me six. Mackenzie got me nothing, Captain Tab 14, McGinn 6, McCart got me minus 3, Ramsey 2 points, in midfield I had Boyle for 9 points, Yota for 9, Abada for 8, and up front I had Boyce for 6, and Vice Captain Van Veen got me 2. Got Peter's points here too, 66 points overall, Gordon in goal for 6, McKenzie nothing, Tavernier Captain 14, Ralston and Ramsey 2 points each. Boyle for nine, Turnbull two, Yota nine points, Boyce vice captain for 10, Van Veen two, and Ramirez of Aberdeen also 10 points. So very similar teams overall, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not too much difference in, in, our, in our overall totals. It, it was the first round of the semifinals of the John Guthrie Cup. You're still in it, Tom. And you've played against, well, you had your away leg there against FPL Haggis. Uh, Haggis taking a three-point lead. For him, it's 62 points for your 59. And then in the second semifinal, it's at Donny Rob 77. 73 points against Sotty Show, 68 points. So Everton's still to play for. You're still in it. Everyone's pretty much still in the run-in here to, to make the final. You think you can do it? I hope so. Uh, we've been there. Uh... Exchanging a bit of trash talk on Twitter, me and Haggis. So hopefully, I come up trumps. Yeah, you, it's going to be a, a nail biter this weekend. Do, do, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to let us in in any secrets that you've planned to to throw him a curveball there, or is the, is that going to be a surprise for Haggis? No, no, it'll be a complete surprise. Complete surprise. Cheers. Um. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I'm just going to go through the results of this week then, and then it's time for Tom time. So we've had Dundee at home to Rangers, 1-0 to Rangers, Hearts 3, Levy 0, Motherwell 2, Ross County 1, St. Mirren 3, Aberdeen 2 after the red card, Selig 1, Dundee United 1, Hibs 1, St. Johnston 0 after a bit of a questionable penalty, if I may say so. In, in that hips against St. Johnson team uh, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go in and look at the top 20 scorers for this game week, um, we can see we've had two goalkeepers, uh, just four defenders this week. Midfield was top with 12 
and forwards we have two. So if we kind of compare that to the tally of game week one to six, 14 goalkeepers, 52 defenders, 33 mids and 20 forwards, giving us a total of 16 goalkeepers, 56 defenders, 45 midfielders and 23 forwards. So defence and midfield seems to be where it's at for the points. Um, we've kind of discussed uh, previous pods. Obviously, last week was the forward pod that forwards, there's not a wealth of options there. And goalkeepers is most likely just a kind of set and forget. You're probably not going to burn a transfer, try to change a goalkeeper around. So defence and midfield is where it's at still, in my opinion. I think with the forwards is kind of the thing that that if you have a forward uh, like in these bonus points, it's always kind of like the same ones as well, like mm-hmm. uh, where, where it's going around. Whereas then with like the defenders, team is keeping a, a clean sheet or a couple of clean sheets uh, in, in the row and then they're going to turn up there in, in the bonus points and then they're going to score more points. Uh, so just overall, like if, if you think about it, teams are playing with like a back four, back five, then there's a higher chance for them to be in the points if they're starting with like one up top, for example. Huh? So I think mm-hmm. it makes total sense as well why it is that way. And uh, I think you guys had it pretty nailed down there on, on last week's pot as well in regards to the to the strikers. Do you still have Nisbet? No, you dropped him. No, got rid of him this week. It was his last chance. He didn't impress. He's gone. Yeah, I still have him and <laughs> I'm I'm not too impressed. I think I rolled my transfer there last week. So I've got two now. Uh, I haven't decided yet what I'm going to do with him. But uh, let's get into the game rig review first. Uh, take it over, Tom. All right. So we have... Dundee versus Rangers. It was obviously 1-0 to Rangers. A rebo with the goal. Assist came from Morelos. I didn't think Rangers looked great despite getting the win. Um, I kind of thought Dundee had a lot of chances. Uh, if we look at the stats, Dundee actually had six shots on target in comparison to Rangers' three, which is not normally the case when uh, smaller teams are up against Rangers. Um, plus, they also con- conceded the penalty, which um, unfortunately Jason Cummins... Uh, didn't manage to score for my fantasy team anyway. Um, and I think the opportunities that Dundee had, I think a better team or a team with a better attack certainly probably would have taken some points away from Rangers, um, at least a draw, I would imagine. Uh, Arebo seems to be going on a purple patch just now. It's only the last two game weeks he's really kind of provided returns apart from I think he got a goal in game week two or three. I wouldn't get too excited about this. We know from previous seasons that Rangers mids do tend to kind of go through streaky patches and then they have quite long barren spells before having an, another run again. So I'd say he's perhaps a player to keep an eye on for now. His uh, price tag is about 6.2, I think. So he's quite expensive. Um, so I'd still keep an eye on him at the minute. Do you have any thoughts on Aribo Gunnar? Or Rangers in general? Well, it's like you see with Aribo from, from last season. He had these patches where, where you think he might become an option. But I don't think he's going to keep this up. I think you, you're going to have a situation where then like someone like Davis is going to get a goal instead of him. Or like Kamara is going to get a goal instead of him. Um, you've seen it with like Kent. You would normally say that he... He's that attacking. He should be getting the goals in, in the attack and return, which he really isn't. So, like, fair play to Aribo getting these goals in the attack and returns now, but I, I'm not considering him uh, as an option. Like, just based on what we've seen last season as well, I'm, I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. Same for the strikers as well. They've got these big price tags, Morelos and Roof, but they're not offering anything more than what the likes of Tony Watt and Van Veen and, and these kind of cheaper players are are you on a uh, Rangers defensive double up I no I only have Tavernier now yeah same here I probably wouldn't jump be jumping to have a de- Rangers defensive double up just now they do seem to be conceding they're not the same unit as they were last season um, well, well if I can just say for me it's I think I, I would have to if it was a little bit more um, certain who was going to play for them. Uh, I mean, we, we thought we, we'd get Balogun uh, pretty much nailed now uh, with Helander out, but then Simpson played and it's all this 
Bassi got a couple of games instead of Barisic. And this is that that that's what really is keeping me from picking up a second uh, Rangers defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But speaking of defensive units, uh, Hearts versus Livingston, 3-0. We had a goal from Smith, uh, Boyce penalty, and Cochrane scored. Assist came from Cochrane and uh, Barry Mackay. Now, Hearts have had three clean sheets in a row. I think Craig Gordon's looking good. He's a popular pick. Um, and now these kind of defenders are starting to come into the fold, offering attacking returns as well. If you look at Hearts' upcoming run, uh, they'll face Motherwell, Rangers, Dundee, St. Johnston and Aberdeen. Uh, I think looking at Hearts' assets, Boyce is probably a no-brainer. I think I was a bit late to the party on Boyce, but um, he seems to be performing well and seems to be a season keeper. Cochrane, keep an eye on him. He got one goal and one assist. This is his first uh, game week for any sort of attack in returns. Hmm. Um, and... I think that could be the same for Michael Smith. Maybe he's had a, an assist in the past. So is it is it just going to be a one-week wonder or is, are they going to build on this? I'd probably just keep an eye on things for now. I wouldn't start FOMOing in on Cochrane and Smith. Um, but certainly something to keep an eye on. Livingston, they do face St Mirren next, I believe. Yep, St Mirren. Yep. And uh, St Mirren have actually conceded 10 goals on the road, I'm sure. Yeah. So they have the worst away defensive record. So Livingston, if you're thinking about a one-week punt, the likes of uh, Bruce Anderson might be an option. Uh, He's in my uh, expert picks for this week. Keep an eye out on the official Twitter feed for that. Um, So that's something to look at. But Livingston overall... Not a big fan. The top score, goal, uh, top point scorer, sorry, is Strijic, their goalkeeper. So that kind of says a lot about their attack. Um, I don't, I don't think they really strike me as a, a strong defensive team either. I think he's just top goal scorer by default there. Um, so not really that excited about Livingston this season. Yeah, I'm not too excited either about Livy. I mean, I picked I picked Strijek as my cheapy goalkeeper in the in the export picks. I think Anderson is worth a shout, but it, it's more like do you do you want a one week punt and then do you want to go to Livy for that one week punt, or do you not think you could uh, maybe pick up someone else who who would be someone you you could be holding for two or three weeks? You know, uh, and yeah. we're playing in St. Mirren now, and you you. Um, Said it just there, the worst uh, defensive record away from home uh, mm-hmm. for now. But I don't think that's enough for me uh, to to be going for a Levy striker. Yeah, I noticed Gary McKay Stevens was on the bench for Hearts. Do you know anything about that? Is he injured? I, I hadn't seen that actually. Um, yeah, because he's been a good uh, midfielder this this season. Yeah, he's um, been a good pick. Yeah, and I was actually considering taking the hit for him, but. He wasn't in the starting eleven, and uh, I, I was uh, patiently waiting to get the team lineups this week. So didn't make that mistake. So I was happy with that. Uh, next up, we have Motherwell versus Ross County. The score was two-one. We had goals for Motherwell from Slattery and Watt. Assist came from Lamy, and for Ross County, it was our old friend Reagan Charles Cook, and the assist came from Harry Payton. Uh, I was a bit disappointed to see that Watt scored after I called him out as the least attractive Motherwell striking option when we were comparing Van Veen, Watt and Woolery. Um, and he also hit the woodwork during the game as well, so it could have been two. So maybe I'll eat my words from last week, but you can't win them all. Um, and a player that I've been kind of keeping an eye on after his big haul, I think I don't know if it was last week or the, the game week before, uh, Spittle. In this game, he actually had seven shots in total, four of which were on target, and also five key passes. So he seems to be the the engine room of uh, Ross County. And Ross County do go on a nice run of fixtures too. Um, For them, it's Dundee United, St Mirren, Livy and Dundee before they play Hicks in game week 12. That's right. So a nice little run there. So again, if you're feeling punty, Spittle might be an option, especially... His price tag is pretty cheap as well. Good so enable. If, if you had to choose, then would you go for Spittle or uh, Regan Charles Cook? 
Spittle's stats are good, and he had that kind of monster haul where I think mm. he got two goals and two assists. But that makes up like 50% of his points total. At the same time, Reagan Charles Cook, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the goal, it was pretty much a cross, and he just managed to score from that. He's probably not going to do that every week. Um, being a stats man, I'd probably go Spittle. All right. I just I just remember Charles Cook, he's been in the um on the app, on the FFS app, he's been in the team of the week at least once, if I remember correctly. I don't know if mm -hmm. he's in the in the team of the week this this week. Let me just check. No, he didn't make it in. He didn't make it in this week. Um yeah, right. But decent punt. Eh? You brought him in this week. No? Was it you or Peter? It might have been Peter. It wasn't um, me. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm just I'm mixing this up from from the group chats on on Twitter as well. There was a lot of a lot of uh, chat around him as well when people were dropping their like Celtic midfielders and just like trying to save a bit of budget. Then then his yeah. name came up quite often. I need to get rid of Charlie Adam. He's stinking up my team. Oh, you still have him? I, okay. Yeah, yeah I've had a few fires to put out, so I need to get a Charlie uh, a Charlie Adam replacement. So. If Gary Mackay Stevens is still out, it probably will be Spittle this week, I think. Mm. In fact, no, I've got a couple of more fires to put out in my defence, but I we'll suppose we'll come on to that later. Yep. Um, speaking of defences then, uh, St Mirren 3 and Aberdeen 2. I, I didn't actually... Did I write down who scored? I did. Uh, Ramirez got a goal and assist in this game. Uh, he was set up by Scott Brown for the opener and then scored from a Ramsey assist after that. Um I know last week Peter was kind of surprised when I suggested Ramirez isn't in the same sort of category as Nisbet. Um, but uh, I think we'll come on to that. We've got a question about Ramirez later yep. on. Yep. Uh, so we'll, we'll discuss that later. Uh, Connor Ronan uh, got a brace for St Mirren. He got the, in fact, got the opener, which was assisted by Erehan, and his second was assisted by McGrath. And it was Curtis Main who actually got the winner with an assist from Marcus Fraser. And it seemed that Aberdeen were obviously ahead, and the game kind of changed when Terry Jenkins got a red card. That seemed to be the turning point there. Uh, I noticed Ramsey made five key passes. So, as previously mentioned, he does offer attacking returns as as well as a clean sheet potential. Though, to be honest, Aberdeen haven't been the same sort of like Rangers have not been the same sort of defensive unit as they were last season. Uh, they seem to be conceding more goals. But Ramsey, given the fact that we paid two million for him at the start of the season, he's still ticking along. He's still returning. Even if you don't fancy him to keep a clean sheet, you could always stick him on the bench and use the bench trick. And if he does get a, a wee goal and assist here and there, then um, he can obviously come into the start and eleven if he's the top scorer on the bench. Mm. Um, Saint Mirren, I don't think Saint Mirren have always been a team where the attacking returns seem to be fairly spread out. Though I would be willing to kind of keep an eye on this boy, Connor Ronan. Um, other than McGrath, there wasn't really a, a player from their team that really hauled. And McGrath was obviously on penalties, so the bulk of his goals came through penalties. Like, I, um, I have to say, this, this, Connor Ronan, this is the first weekend that I've noticed him. Obviously, he scored two goals, but uh, he wasn't on my radar at all before this weekend. And like you say, McGrath, yes, because he was on penalties and... Uh, it's a, it's it's a it's a wait and see if this uh, Ronan guy if he if it all like if he pulls the strings if it's all going to be evolving around him in midfield. But the one player that I still like is McGrath. Like they they haven't been getting that many penalties. I think I said it on like two weeks ago on the podcast as well. But it's good to get attack and return from him here now. This the, the assist and on Aberdeen. I don't know if it's maybe the part that well they bought David Baines. Uh, David Bates from uh, Hamburg, <laughs> uh, who I have very strong opinions on, uh, and also, but it's it's Joe Lewis. He's an already year older. He he has a bit like a howler in him. I remember starting playing. Oh yeah, he's playing this game last season, and um, someone said that said that as well. He was quite high up always in like the um, overall points totals, but just from time to time he. I don't want to say blackouts, but it it is howlers that he has in him, and I think for yeah. two for two goals in this game, he he didn't look very good. And you just that's, you just have to say it like that. Yep, dropping a lot of clangers. Mm. Um, 
another team that have been uh, dropping some clangers recently are Celtic. Oh, go on. <laughs> and they drew 1-1 with Dundee United. Um, it was poor defending from Celtic to concede. Um, but that was, in fact, their first goal conceded at home this season. So they've mm. been quite good defensively at home, but they have been playing, shall we say, poorer teams at home so far. They've not really been challenged at home until Dundee United came to town. And uh, obviously the goal was flying in there. Um, Abada got the goal for Celtic, though, um, and it came from a Yota assist. Yota also hit the bar, as did Turnbull and as did Rogic. So Celtic, they were, they were, they were creating some opportunities there. Um, Yota was another player that got seven shots this game week, and four of which were on target as well. So definitely keep an eye on him. I kind of put a, I kind of took a punt on him, and he's been he's repaid. I say he's repaid me reasonably so far. Um, a Yeti missed three big chances during the game, uh, including a shot from three yards out. I think we can safely write a Yeti off as a as a dud. Um, I don't think we need to be spending that kind of money on him uh, in our fantasy teams. Um, I'm sure if Furuhashi is remotely fit. I'm sure he'll be back in the the squad, and a Yeti will be back in the back out in the cold again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a guy that we'll keep an eye on, well, I'm keeping an eye on, is Harks. He uh, scored the goal for Dundee United, and that's now two goals in two game weeks. I actually quite like the, like the look of this guy. He's, uh, hmm. um, he's been creating some chances for Dundee United. And as I've mentioned in the past as well, Dundee United, uh, their defences look decent too. I mean, they did, create, uh, they did concede a lot of chances to, to Selic, but all in all, looking at their performance through the entirety of the season so far, I think they've been very good defensively. And I think... Um, Anyone maybe thinking about getting rid of the likes of Mackenzie or uh, McCart was red carded in the weekend. I own him as well. So um, a Dundee United defender might not be such a bad option for those looking to change a cheap defensive defender for another one. Perhaps that's one that's going to give you more points. Right. Just, I don't know if you've seen it already. I've seen, I've seen a wee clip of Ange there uh, earlier, and he said Juranovic is now injured as well. And out well, he was, he was took off during the game. Yeah, 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 out for up to three weeks is what I've seen. Uh, Kyogo and McGregor. Um, I think the Leverkusen game is going to be too soon for them. He said, but he did yep. say about uh, Sunday. So, for example, having Kyogo back there on 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 Sunday. Um, Sunday game. I'm just saying Sunday. Uh, that, that would be fantastic. The game against Aberdeen there on the weekend. Um, like if I hear anything, basically that Kyogo is back. He's he's going to be one of my transfers in. Uh, I still have Turnbull. Um, I'm getting a bit sick of him at the minute because you. I don't know. He, he's tough to watch, and he you don't really get any very many returns from him. He's had the one hat trick, and then he's gone quiet again. Um, yeah. But yeah, if there's any murmurs that um, Kayo was going to be back, then then I'll use Turnbull for now as a placeholder just until uh, Kayo goes back. Latest after then like the international break, I'm I'm expecting him back, and um, I'll just use the the Turnbull as a placeholder, as I said. And mm-hmm. well, defensively for 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 Celtic, another injury with Juranovic then out. Um, so that will probably be Bolongoli again in left yep. back, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not looking so, good for Celtic's defence, is it? Right. The last thing on maybe then on Celtic. So Celtic against Aberdeen on the weekend. Who who do you think is going to have the worst uh, defence? Can Ajeti do it against Joe Lewis and compatriots, or 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 is the uh, Selig defence around Ralston and Starfeld and Bowling goalie. Even well, it's an, it's, a, it's an away game this, this weekend, isn't it? Oh, that's, so. that's going to make your mind up then. Eh? So for me, I'd say Selig are going to have the worst defence. Yeah, it's away on Sunday, uh, one, two, 12 o'clock probably for you guys. Yeah. Yep. We don't have the parkhead faithful cheering them on, so... <laughs> Nah, I think I, I think I can see some goals in that game though. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be rushing to get rid of Celtic attackers. I think I think there's goals in that game. I've got a two-two. I can feel it. All right, a Desmond. Interesting. 
finally, we have Hibbs versus St. Johnston. Uh, Boyle on penalties still, which is good. Uh, Hibbs won the game 1-0. Um, and that was, in fact, the first goal the Saints have conceded on the road this season. All right. So they've not conceded a goal from open play so far this season away from home. So I'm not rushing to get rid of uh, Xander Clark anytime soon. In fact, in this game, he scored six points despite not keeping the clean sheet. He got the two appearance points, two bonus points, and uh, he made six saves, so he got two points for that as well. So uh, St. Johnston's defence is not to be sniffed at this season. Um, I'm, I'm not even ready to shy away up from the double-up because I do own my car, but I think I might actually bench him for one week. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, just to avoid burning two transfers, getting him in and getting potentially getting him back, or sorry, getting him out and potentially getting him back in again because I do like... Uh, St. Johnson's defenders based on, on these stats. Yeah. Are you a St. Johnson defender holder? I'm not. At the minute, I had Clark before I changed him uh, again for Gordon. And that was when Clark had his haul, I think. Um, but but because I wasn't so up for the double up, uh, I'm, I'm more inclined now to be going for a St. Johnson defender. Who would yeah. you recommend then? Do you have McCart, you said? I have McCart. Um, but I think I got him in just because he was the cheapest option. But mm-hmm. Rooney seems to do quite well um, for attacking returns. Um, and there's another one. Hold on, I'm just going to load this up. I've just seen in the um, overall top 10 owned Sean Rooney. He's on, yeah, on 10th place as well. Overall in the game at 32.2% ownership. Yeah, this is going to load up. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> we'll move on. Ah, moving on. Uh, was that your Tom time, or uh, are we going to go into more detail? Or do you want to go to the question that we have? Um, that was probably about it for me. If you kind of look into the top twenty scorers for this week. Um, we had McLaughlin at Rangers, was one of the goalkeepers. Um, he managed a clean sheet and the penalty save was what got him into the oh, top right. 20. Um, Macy, uh, clean sheet and three saves for him. Hibbs now have three clean sheets in the last four games. So, again, another team looking fairly solid defensively that isn't set like Aberdeen, so that's good. Uh, Defensive-wise, we have Tav. He got the clean sheet and a bonus point. Hanlon for Hibbs, clean sheet and three bonus points. Cochrane did well. One goal, one assist, three bonus points and a clean sheet as well. Hearts, another team, three clean sheets in a row. And Cochrane's only 2.5 million. So if you you weren't wanting to be patient, you weren't willing to take a punt, um, Cochrane's not an expensive punt at that. Mm -hmm. And even if he's not getting attacking returns, I mean... Potentially he's going to get you clean sheets there. Not a bad option. Midfielders, we had Aribo, who we said, Purple Patch, Yota. Um, he was in one of the, the top scorers as well for the midfielders. Boyle, with obviously with the penalties. Harks was two goals in two game weeks. Beningme, he's another guy that's kind of ticking along. Um, he's not getting a lot of points every week. I think he's probably averaging out on about four points a week, but it's better than two. Um, he seems to have these sort of spells where he, um, the sort of, I'm calling bonus points, but like extra points that you get for interceptions and passes and things like that. He seems to have a good game where he gets a few extra points for these. He also won the penalty for the uh, uh, Boyce scored as well. So he's not bad. He's ticking along there. Um, Slattery, he got his first attack in return for Motherwell. And. If we look at the forwards, Ramirez, he had his goal and assist, and then Tony Watt. Right. Nice. I think we've got a, a couple of questions that kind of cover um, Ramirez and some other things in a bit more detail as well. Yes, I'm just pulling it up here now. It's uh, Josh underscore footblock, Josh McSee. Uh, it's a two-part question, and uh, question number one is, is it worth taking a hit to get more non-Celtic Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, and Aberdeen ass- assets in? With the upcoming schedule, so 
if I'm looking at that, if I want no Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hips, and Aberdeen, then I'm picking bottom six uh, teams, players. And mm-hmm. I, would probably, I would probably have to change about 90% of my team. Uh, I'm looking at it now. I've got one, two, three, four. That's five at the back. That's three in midfield and two of them up top and the goalie. So, yeah, 90% of my team consists of players of these uh, five teams that he says there. I'm not willing to drop all of them. I think taking one hit isn't going to get all of them out, obviously, out of your team. And um, like, I'm interested to see uh, what you're going to say, but f- for me, this might be a bit uh, too short-sighted. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like the situation that we had as well when, like, uh, with the old firm Derby, like Celtic playing Rangers or like Celtic played Hearts. Uh, it's like, do, do you want to... You can maybe see if you bench some of your players uh, if you think, oh, team A is going to win against team B by like a bigger margin or whatever. But you you don't want to like drop them all and like transfer them out because in like a week's time or two weeks' time, depending on what their fixture on is, you you're going to want them back. And mm-hmm. if if you're saying here, I'm I'm dropping all my hearts and and hips because they're playing whoever they play, it's like yeah, you're losing boys, you're losing Gordon, you have no Boyle, like. Do you want to drop all your all your Hibs defenders uh, just because they're playing Rangers this week? They're playing Don United the week after. They're playing a not so good Aberdeen side, a injury racked Celtic after that. Then they're playing Ross County. It's like you're gonna need those players, and you're gonna have to ride them through these derbies or through these uh, bigger fixtures. It's it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I can kind of see the thinking, obviously, this weekend, Aberdeen play Celtic yes. and Hibs play Rangers. Hearts have got a nice fixture against Motherwell. There could be some goals there. Um, but then they play Rangers the following game week. Um, but all in all, I don't think the fixtures are too bad. You're right. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of clean sheets unless there's a lot of nil-nil stalemates, but... I can probably see goals in most games. I mean, Rangers, have we seen on the weekend, they played Dundee. They were conceding chances there. Selig's defence isn't going to be looking good in the short term, at least, given the amount of injuries that they've got and the lack of personnel to come in and um, and replace these injured players. So anyone playing Selig probably fancy their chances of scoring as well. Aberdeen, I've mentioned this pod, that they've not been the same unit as they were last season. Um it's inevitable. I mean, if you're looking at the top five teams, they're, they're going to play each other. And I, I wouldn't be rushing to, especially taking hits, reducing your, your overall score to get in players from, what have we got, Livingston? Nah. Dundee? No, probably not. Ross County? I mean, maybe one player you'd maybe take a punt on. St. Johnston have been nice defensively, but I imagine most people have at least Clark or one mm. St. Johnston defender just now. I mean, you could go for a double up, would they be rushing in to, to take a hit? Probably not. It's something you can do gradually as the as the game weeks roll by. St Mirren, there's no really sort of, there's not really a standout scorer there for me. Um so no I'd be I'd I'd just keep things ticking along nicely. You're not um going to be at a disadvantage. Everyone else is in the same boat. Yeah. I, I agree. Um I'm not. I'm not averse to to taking hits. Like if you if you see something that you want to fix and you need to take a minus four for that, then yes, do it. It's just the 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 way Josh has argumented for taking these hits is something that that I would just like not do. Yes, for example, Dundee they're playing against uh, Dundee United. They're playing against Ross County. You could argue that is maybe like an easier fixture, but then they have Hibs and Motherwell. Who are also in form just in the two weeks after that. Um, I don't know. St. Johnston probably have the two easiest fixtures, if I'm seeing this right. O- over the next two weeks, uh, they're playing Dundee and then Livy. Yes. Mm-hmm. With your free transfer, get someone in this week, for example. But then, like we say, Samirin, they're not that good on the road. Uh, Livy, do you really want any of their players? Um, Monowell, they're playing hearts and then Celtic, you've just said it there. Celtic, they're not that that well organized defensively either. So you've got the three strikers that are all firing and we're struggling to pin one of them down. Like get one of them in 
but and and take a hit if you have to because you move have to like move funds around and it's the only way to do it. But just for argument's sake, the way Josh's argument did is uh, I, I wouldn't do it. I would just like ride the wave, uh, hope, like you say, Aberdeen selling. Maybe that's going to be a two-two. Ramsey can get a goal. Maybe Brown can score one off his artist and no one <laughs> cares about that. So that's no points lost. And then maybe your Celtic players uh, that that you have, Yota can get something. You know, kind of like that. I, w- I wouldn't be taking any hits just because Team A is playing Team B and it's just a tough game week this week, you know? Yeah. Right, and then the second part of, of, of the question, he's asking, should we still be getting rid of Ramirez for someone like Brophy or White with Aberdeen's run, despite the fact Ramirez scored two at the weekend? So Aberdeen's run, they got Celtic, then Dundee, Hibs, Rangers, Hearts, Motherwell, Dunn United, Celtic in game week 15. That's that's maybe a little bit too far ahead. Uh, well, we said it there. Celtic struggling defensively. And then you've got the international break. I wouldn't be rushing to be getting rid of Ramirez this game week, to be honest. No. I don't think we were advocating to to get rid of Ramirez last pod. I think, uh, I think the kind of point made was He's at the time anyway. He was third top scorer in amongst the position of forwards. Um, you're not going to free up a lot of money, uh, unlike with Nisbet. You're not going to free up a lot of funds by getting rid of him for perhaps someone cheaper. Mm. Um, if you were to get rid of him for Brophy, they're roughly the same price. I don't really fancy Brophy as a consistent scorer. Um, I probably wouldn't double down on the Motherwell attackers either. Jordan White, you could very well punt on him, but there's no harm in keeping Boyce, Ramirez, and maybe punting on Jordan White as your third striker. Mm. Um, And Aberdeen, we imagine, is probably going to finish top four, maybe top five, worst-case scenario. Uh, And the goals are going to come from Ramirez. So I, I don't think it's the same situation as with Nisbet, where... The guy's just massive budget, not doing anything, stinking up our teams. Um, I would advocate getting rid of this bit, but Ramirez, I think, is a different story just now. Right. Sela uh, could very easily concede this weekend. Then they've got Dundee. Hibbs may be a different story, but what striker is scoring consistently week in, week out just now? We don't have a lot of options there. That's right. Right, shall we move on to the transfers then? Have you had a look who you're going to bring in this week? Um, this week, I think I'm probably going to get rid of McKenzie mm-hmm. um, because Aberdeen aren't keeping clean sheets. He doesn't seem to be assured of stats and unlike Ramsey, he's not really consistently offering his attacking returns. So I think my money would be better spent elsewhere. I'm thinking of either going for... Dundee United defender in mm. Edwards or um, perhaps looking at one of the Hearts defenders. Right. Yeah, I'd like to get rid of McKenzie as well. Uh, I'm tempted to get a St. Johnston player, but I don't know if I have enough budget. I think the uh, cheapest would be around like 2.4, 2.5. I only have 2.3. Three, but I've got two free transfers, so I could downgrade Nisbet to someone, and then it's not really a problem anymore. Um, but it's like I said, if I if I hear any murmurs that Kyogo might be back for Sunday, then I'm downgrading Turnbull to Kyogo, and I've got the money there to bring in a St. Johnston defender. And then you know what? I might just keep Nisbet then for one more week against Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe, maybe that would be fantastic if he starts scoring then against them. That you, you couldn't write it any better. But I'm going <laughs> to hold on uh, basically until the last second. If I hear anything in regards to like Celtic and Kyogo, then like if he's fit, if he's playing against Aberdeen, then he's definitely back. He's one of my free transfers. And then I'm going to see what I do with the other. If Kyogo isn't back, downgrading this bit to someone and bringing in Ace and Johnson. Defender, I think that's that's what I'm going to do. Like it. And captain and vice captain, Tom. Captain and vice captain this week is going to be 
Well done. Let me get that. Tough one I find this week. Probably going to go vice captaincy on Boyce Uh and captaincy. I don't know, I might just stick it with Tav, I don't know. There's not really a standout in my team just now. Mm. Or perhaps Yor, but then I don't know. Mm. I'd have to see I'd, I'd probably have to see the Celic lineup first of all before I start making any decisions on that. Well Celic is on Sunday. Oh well that's stuff. We ain't gonna get to see that. We're gonna get to see that. Um I'll probably stick with Tav. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So for now, on the bus team, captain is on Tav. Vice captain is on Boyce. <sighs> but I have three hips. Eh? As it stands, I have Nisbet and Boyle still. And I've got McGinn in defense. And then oh, captain and Tav is, is a little bit betting against myself. But, I mean, it is always captain Tav. Huh? Mm-hmm. So as it stands... Uh, he he's my captain and Boyce is my my vice captain. I'm gonna put up the the captain poll definitely. Uh, I might even put it up tomorrow to get a bit of a discussion going because yeah. I think it's gonna be a hard one and there's gonna be a, a lot of differential captains this week and like it's it's not as easy as uh, some other weeks where you just stick it on Tav and then come away with like twenty points. So. No, I think with Tav, if they were to keep a clean sheet, you imagine he'd be within the bonus as well. So yeah, I think maybe captain Tav. Right, is that it for Fantasy Football Scotland then? I believe so, yes. All right, then we're moving on to the FPL. Uh, Let me pull it up here. So FPL, I've had 57 points this week. Sanchez in goal for two. Trent for one. Shaw got me nothing. Yeah, he was subbed quite early on and got a yellow card. Veltman, seven. Salah, seven. Rafinha, eight. Came off my bench. Uh, Sar for nine points, Benrama three, Saint Maximum eight points, Captain Ronaldo just a four, and Antonio got me eight points as well. Nothing on the bench because luckily I've had Rafinha come on for Torres, who didn't play for the city. Nice. I had no, uh, <laughs> I had sixty-seven points this week. Um in goals I had Sa for fourteen points. Um he got an assist, not bad for a goalkeeper. Got the clean sheet, um, made six saves, and got the three bonus points. So happy with that. Nice. Uh, the back line consisted of Trent, who got me one point, James, one point, Marcel um, for Wolves, got me six points, and Liveramento got me two points. Uh, midfielders was where the most of the points came from. Yota got me seven. Andros Townsend got me 10. Captain Sally got me 14. And Rafinha got me eight. Up front, Ronaldo and Lukaku both got me two points. And I didn't really miss out on anything on the bench. Was that the first week of the wildcard team? Or is that the second week of the wildcard team? This is the second week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you could definitely say the wildcard there, that's, that's come off for you. Huh? I would hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting well, into... I'm, I'm faced with a few injuries now because obviously James... And now, last night, the news of Trent. Um, and Rafinha's not even looking too good either. He had a couple of ice packs on his hamstrings. So. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to get on to that. I'm looking at my team now. I've got Trent, who's flagged. Shaw, flagged. Rafinha, Ailing as well. Uh, I don't even know if I can put out 11 men on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like Trent, he didn't play against Porto. I've seen uh, Klopp say something that, that uh, at first it was just a... Uh, they, they didn't think it was that bad against Brentford, but then it turned out it was. Uh, Shaw, I haven't heard anything on. Rafinha, he was flagged last week as well. Uh, mm-hmm. which but still is, played. Yeah, but 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 he played and got a goal, uh, which is why I had benched him, and then luckily he came on. Ailing, I'm not so interested in, but but like you say there, with, with James being flagged as well, Peter is wild card. Let's just get on to that. Peter is wild card. But um, 
I would like to hold off one more week because then we have like the international break and City is playing Liverpool this week. And there's so many injuries. So I, I feel like if I if I wildcard now, I'm just like building around the team a little bit that I would that I would want because I'm and get my hand forced there. Like I would have to build a team without Trent when he would normally be for me a season keeper. But who knows? Mm-hmm. He might be back after the international break. So do you wanna shall we just look at Peter's team and, and see uh what he's come up with so far? Yeah. Right, he's sending me here. So he's got Sa and Foster in goal. Then Tierney, Trent, he's probably changing that. Rudiger, Veltman, Livramento, Rafinha, Salah, Smith Rowe, Havertz, Gray, Lukaku, Antonio, and Tony. So he says the three strikers, Lukaku, Antonio, and Tony, he's set on them. So he's definitely going without Ronaldo. Uh, he might. What does he say? Anything else? He will Who's the midfield sticking, again? Yeah, he says he will be sticking with three Chelsea. His midfield is Rafinha, Salah, Smith Rowe, Havertz, and Gray. But also mm-hmm. Rafinha flagged. Yeah, he's flagged. Uh, yeah. Uh, and his defense Tierney, Trent, Rudiger. Veltman and Livramento. He's got 0.4 in the bank. I like it. Um, always averse on picking up Arsenal players. He's got two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not too sure on Gray. I would probably argue that Everton has have kind of like I don't know Gray and Everton. Overall, not really interested in Everton players, but that 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 maybe my judgment there is clouded. What do you think? Yeah, I know what you mean. I've got Townsend just now, and he's kind of had his big kind of haul last game week. Everton now going to face Man United, uh, West Ham, Watford, Wolves. I mean. Mm. Imagine they could maybe get something against Watford and then uh, Spurs after that. I don't know. I'd, I'd be more inclined to kind of go with... I don't know. I'm, I'm not that set on... Um, I'm not that set on Havertz. I mean, if you kind of look at Havertz's mm. minutes, um, you only played 30 minutes against City. Uh, 69 minutes against Spurs, 63 against Villa, 45 against Liverpool. Uh, it seems to be the only game he's kind of came close to 90 minutes was the Arsenal game uh, where he played 89 minutes, but he's only had one goal. I don't know. I'm not that sold in Havertz. I think you could maybe perhaps look at downgrading him a little bit and then kind of spreading the money, maybe having like a couple of seven point something midfielders rather than having to settle with Gray who is I think was he five point something so around about six mm-hmm. I mean if you kind of downgraded Havertz to to Yotta you could maybe look at having Mason Mount I think Mason Mount's probably the guy that's more likely to start is he not yeah that's a fair point I know he's flagged but 75% he played um, he played pretty much 90 minutes the first three game weeks um, and then only 45 minutes against Spurs, but he has been carrying an injury, and he managed two assists in the first um, in the first two game weeks as well. Now that Lukaku's there, he's bedded in. I think those two guys would link up quite well. So yeah, not too sure about Gray. But... I, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Uh, I, I don't want to give Peter too much advice here, just because I haven't really looked much into it like genuinely i opened my fpl team earlier and i was like shit i've got <laughs> i've got too many injuries what am i gonna do uh so peter's probably looked way more than than i've just done in the 10 minutes before we come on the pod but originally when i when i seen my team i think i would want a city defender maybe two even 
I would want at least one Chelsea defender. He has one, Rudiger. But instead of Havertz, I would probably pick, like he says, he wants Lukaku. So that's his, his second pick. And then instead of Havertz, I would probably probably be interested in a second Chelsea defender as well. Um, mm-hmm. He has already activated the wild card, but this is kind of like the predicament that I'm in. Like City is playing uh, Liverpool this week and Trent being out. It's not it's not ideal to be getting exactly these kind of players in that I'm interested in, you know, like double City defense, Trent injured. Um, I know it doesn't really help Peter because he's already hit the button there. Um mm-hmm. But I think, yes, Liverpool are playing City this week, but I think there needs to be some defensive City coverage. And when I seen like last week, Cancelo, he's got 12 points, I think. Um, I think they're going to they're gonna be on for for a good few holes there, the, the uh, defenders. Mm-hmm. I, I like his goalie pick, Sa. Mm. With, with, with City defence as well, I mean... You could perhaps argue that they're, they're fixture-proof. Um, City have only conceded five shots on target so far at all this season. Mm. Um, by far the best defence. Second best, um, by the way, is Brighton with 13. Uh, I think Cancelo is a decent option because you've got the prospect of attacking returns as well. Um, so I think... I think maybe there's I think there's an argument to be had rather than um, mucking about with these sort of midfielders in the sort of six million, five to six million. Why not just fire in a, a four point five and upgrade your defender? I think uh, I think a kind of a six million defender is probably going to outscore a six million midfielder, maybe with the exception of. Rafinha, well, he's 6.5. You've got to stretch a little bit further for him. But I think a 6 million defender is probably going to outscore a 5 to 6 million mid. So I think there's uh, I think there's value there. Like Just on City defenders, huh? like get that Liverpool game out the way and then you have Burnley, Brighton and Crystal Palace in the next three before the Manchester mm-hmm. derby. Um, yeah, I think that's that's something that I want to do. If I... If I can make it through this game week without playing my wild card and maybe take a hit just to don't even know if hmm. depends if Rafinha is, is is fit. If Rafinha is fit, I don't even need to take a hit. I'll just do one transfer. And then if it can then I think I will activate the wild card over the international break and mm-hmm. uh, collect a couple of price rises and uh, get that City Liverpool game out of the way and yeah. then build a team. That that is, I think, uh, my plan for this game week. I think you could argue as well uh, if you kind of look at the fixture ticket. Obviously, Chelsea's next few fixtures are really good. They've got Southampton, then Brentford, then Norwich, then Newcastle, then Burnley, Leicester, Man United, Watford. So, for the next sort of seven, it's looking pretty good for them. Um, you could argue perhaps having Rudiger as a defender, doubling down. On defenders with Alonso, because the way Alonso plays is pretty much a midfielder anyway. Um, he's just that attacking. I kind of, I was drawn between him and James, and I stupidly went for James. I wish I went for Alonso now in my wild card, but never mind. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, uh, looking then second for fixtures is Leeds. Um, the problem with Leeds is they've got a lot of injuries. Patrick Bamford's out. Um, Rafinha. His situation's questionable. He's playing with a hip injury. Will he play this weekend? Don't know. He's two bags of ice tied him on the, when he came off. Uh, Leeds defensive-wise, a bit concerning. I don't think Ealing's all he's kind of cracked up to be. Um, I mean, he gets forward, but I mean, he's not like a Cancelo or Alonso or anything like that. Um, so... Leeds are a bit of a concern at the minute. After that, you've got Norwich, who we probably don't want to touch with a barge pole. Uh, Wolves, who are, you know, they've done well defensively so far this season, but they don't seem to have a sort of standout attacker. Jimenez has yet to return to his form mm. uh, following his, his surgery. Um, Traore not really doing anything. There's the other guy, I can't remember his name. 
to Marco to something like that. No, I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, he's not offering that much either. Then after that, you've got Spurs, who Harry Kane's disinterested. Um, he never got his big move in the summer. He's pulling an odds and Edward on us. Um, Spurs just aren't seem to be gelling just now. Nuno's not doing it. Palace, you could maybe argue that, um, that the, the lad Gallagher, he's had yep. a decent start to the season. Um, his st- underlying stats are very good as well, but that's just one player. I mean, you're not going to go for a Palace defender. And Edward, okay, is he going to start every game? I don't know. Mm, yet to be seen there. And then after I have a feeling, that, I have a feeling. And then after that, all the fixtures are kind of mixed. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Arsenal though. Arsenal aren't looking too bad in the short term. They've got Brighton, but as I've just said, you know they've got one of the best defences. Then you've got Crystal Palace, Villa, Leicester, Watford, Liverpool's tough. Then Newcastle. So that's not a nice. That's not too bad a run. Um, we seen on the weekend we got returns from Saka and Smith Rowe, so I can see what Peter is thinking there. I think Smith Rowe is just five point two million, so not yeah. busting the bank. Um, I think. He's not a bad option to free up funds. If you're kind of drawn between Sack and Smith Rowe, the stats are pretty much identical, but Smith Rowe's 0.9 cheaper. I probably wouldn't be stretching up to Obama Yang or Pepe because I think there's better options within their own price sort of brackets as well. So for me, Smith Rowe, nice choice. Give I give it the seal of approval, that one. Uh Yota, I don't know how I feel about Yota just now. Um because Liverpool plays City. I know I said you could have two seven million midfielders, mm. but they play City next. Watford, and then is is Firmino going to be back pretty soon? I'd imagine he, probably so. He played against Porto. He came on and scored twice yesterday. Yeah, so I don't know. Is Firmino going to re- retain his spot now that he's back? I don't know if Yacht has done that much to, to warrant starting week in, week out. Well, normally Firmino isn't really like the biggest goal scorer, but he come on for 30 minutes. Yes, Porto didn't really play well, but he played half an hour, got two goals. So like he's going to have arguments now in his locker as well that he, he wants to play. Um, I think it's going to be too hard to, too hard to call. You're going to have games where Yata starts because that's why he is a 7 million defend, uh, midfielder and then other games where Firmino plays. It's, we need to wait and see if, if we can see a bit of a um, bit of a system behind it, who Klopp plays mm-hmm. when. But uh, I think it, it, it's it got all uh, thrown all over the place a little bit with the Firmino injury. You know, Jota's yeah. played games that he wouldn't normally play, I think. Um, need to wait. I'm, I'm not sure if Firmino is going to play against City at the weekend, to be honest. No. I think it's actually a tough time to wildcard. I think looking at the fixtures on paper, we kind of thought, oh, look, game week seven, the turning point, the fixture swing. But now that we're actually here, it's just Chelsea that, that, look, that look attractive. Mm. Leeds, a lot of injuries just now. Spurs, well, they're rubbish just now. Nobody really wants to spend that kind of money on Harry Kane and Son. Um, and then all the, the players that are hitting good form, I mean, despite Alonso being out, uh, Ben Rama's been doing great for West Ham. Their fixtures have really stiffened up. Um, Liverpool, their fixtures start to stiffen up a bit as well. You're probably going to come off the triple up. Um, City's a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, so, And obviously Man United as well. They've got one of the worst fixture runs coming up. So it's, it's a, I guess it's not the kind of... It's not this kind of turning point in the season that we thought it was going to be a few weeks ago, and it's, I think it's a tougher time to wildcard than than uh, than most, really. I think the the injuries have, have thrown a spanner in the works as well. Like there was a lot of yeah. things that we haven't really accounted for, you know. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna to have to wrap us up now because we're off to watch the football. Do you want to get your <laughs> plugs in, uh, Tom? Yeah, I am at ffs underscore scout on Twitter. Um, try and get an article up again soon but for now yeah, keep listening to the pod leave us a review 
You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your other uh, podcast apps. Nice, nice. Yeah, hit them up. Uh, I'm at Gunnar underscore FPL on Twitter. I'll do the captain poll. I'll do the graphics for the pod. Peter and the podcast is at Fantasy Half on Twitter. And like Tom said, leave us a review, please. Really helps the pod, really helps to get the word out. And uh, we'll be back, the three of us, uh, next week. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. (laughs) Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.